The Blue White Illustrated Penn State Football and Recruiting Podcast is back. We are getting closer to the start of the 2021 college football season, which makes it as good a time as any for Ryan Snyder, David Eckert, and me, Greg Pickle, to talk a little bit of gambling as we get close to the 2021 season getting underway. We're going to cover a lot of ground here today from Penn State to the various conferences, of course, the Big Ten and across to Power Five. We're even going to talk a little bit of Heisman later on in the show. Guys, I guess let's start here before we dive into the Penn State-specific part of the show. Dave, I'll start with you, then go to Ryan. When you did your research for this show, anything really jump out at you, either Penn State-related or just college football-related, as you looked at some of the odds around the country? Yeah, um, you know, I guess you look at, uh, you know, some of the some of the conferences where there's a clear favorite, and I guess just like the extent to which they are favorites. I, I guess I'm talking about Clemson here, right? I mean. I think Clemson is minus 900 to win the ACC, which is just crazy to think about. I mean, that's just nuts. Um, but yeah, it seems like there's a clear favorite um, this year in, in, in most conferences, maybe the Pac-12 the Pac being the, uh, the exception. So I thought that was kind of just like the overall theme when I was going through taking a peek. Yeah, I mean, I like Oregon plus 250. We can get into Oregon a little later uh, for the Pac-12. And then I'm uh, I'm on the uh, the Georgia train this year, so we'll get into that a little bit too as far as uh, when it comes to conference stuff. But, uh, you know, when it looks in the – when we look at the Big Ten, I mean, Ohio State minus 220, I, I find it hard to, to play anybody other than them. Uh, I, I like their win total too. We'll, we'll probably get into that a little bit. But uh, I think Penn State's, as far as Penn State's odds are concerned, I think they're pretty accurate with nine and eight and a half, and uh, we can get into that in a little bit. All right. Well, let's jump into first a couple of September matchups that already have lines. And we're working off of some FanDuel here, some DraftKings, obviously. Each outlet tends to put out uh, slightly different lines at slightly different times of the year. And there's lines out for some games in September, or October rather and November. We're going to shy away from those a bit just because, as everyone knows, we have a lot to find out about this Penn State team. And, of course, college football teams around the country are going to change a lot, too, by the time you know we get that far into the season. So let's start with the opener. Uh, FanDuel. Randall listing Penn State as a four-and-a-half-point underdog at Camp Randall. To me, I think you have to give, assuming that as planned, it'll be 100% stadium capacity in Madison, that you're giving Wisconsin probably four points here for home field advantage. That's the way I see it anyway. So you're talking about maybe a pick em on a neutral site and perhaps Penn State favorite at home. I'm curious to see if you guys feel the same way. And then which way do you lean here? Do you want to take the field goal and then a little bit more with Penn State? Or is this a contest that the Badgers come out and win handily and cover? Go ahead, Dave. Sure. <laughs> You're going to let me start, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, I do kind of agree with what you said. Um, I do think I'm curious to see how the sports books kind of value home field advantage this year, because I, I think there might be a little bit of a, a heightened value to it, uh, especially early in the season after nobody played with fans last year. You know, I think that could be um, interesting to kind of monitor. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm taking Wisconsin to cover here, which is, uh, I think that's probably why Ryan tossed it to me first. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I guess everything is so new for Penn State, right? And I actually, I, I wrote about this a little bit, um, you know, last week. Um, you know, there, it's going to be tough for Penn State to get its its scheme and its personnel in line 
um, to, to play a game like this so early in the season. I, I'm just, I'm not crazy optimistic about, uh, you know, this game for Penn State. If it was later in the season, maybe I would be, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't see them covering here. I don't know what you guys think. Um, uh, as the fans going to be mad at us here, Dave, but I, I'm kind of with you. <laughs> uh, look, I, it's simple for me. Well, it's not simple. It's actually not, it's complicated because I've gone back and forth on this a little bit, but when I, when I watched Wisconsin last year, obviously they were ravaged by, uh, by COVID and whatnot, but, uh, I think they got a real good quarterback now. I think they have a good running game. Obviously they always do. But in the trenches is kind of where I'm going to give Wisconsin an edge here. And we just kind of have to learn a bit more about Penn State's defensive line, the guys they're going to be uh, seeing a lot, a lot of new faces down there this year. So on the road, four and a half, I kind of – right now, if I had to play it, I, I would lean towards, uh, towards the Badgers. But talk to me on August 28th, and maybe I'll probably write a different prediction because it's the beginning of the year and I don't want to be that guy. But – Right now, I, that's that's a hard spread for, for me to take with four and a half. I, I think Wisconsin can win that game by six. Yeah, you know, the biggest question I have, and you're right in the trenches, it looks like uh, Wisconsin's offensive line, uh, the goal is going to be, of course, to wear out Penn State's front seven, which is going to have a lot of new faces after you get past P.J. Mustafer And, you know, is Arnold Webichetti ready? Is Derek Tangelo ready? Or some of these other guys uh, that have to step up with Adisa Isaac out, are they ready? If so, we're going to be talking about this game in a much different light than we can right now when we're still waiting to find out uh, who's going to start at one end spot and who's going to be the backup defensive tackles and so on and so forth. So my gut always prefers the points in most cases, and I lean that way here slightly. I just look at this game as I can't quite, and this is not the world's greatest analysis, but can't quite put my finger on why this is only four and a half. feels like it to me it should be closer to a touchdown at Camp Randall. It just feels like you know a little bit more about Wisconsin. We don't know a lot about Penn State. I know the new offense is exciting, and people want to believe that that can light up the scoreboard, and maybe it will, but it feels like this line should be closer to a touchdown, and I just wonder if there's something we don't know about Wisconsin, if there's something we're overlooking, if there's some part of that program that maybe the folks who do what we do out there or the fans who listen uh, to shows like this in, in Wisconsin maybe look at this program a little bit differently than than we are right now from afar. So uh, give me the points in this one with Penn State, and we'll see how things play out. Obviously, there's a lot of questions here to oh. answer. It could easily be a blowout but we'll see i think wisconsin has the best quarterback and that's that's kind of i like graham Mertz a lot he he was kind of you know held back a little bit last year but little little bit that he did show i i see potential there a lot there's a lot of growth still too on his part and you know i just don't know what we're going to get with clifford uh we'll, we'll see what happens but that that's kind of my gut i just uh, give me the two quarterbacks i'd take graham Mertz. no offense sean if you're watching this Dave, let's move on to Auburn, where Penn State's been listed as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. It will be the second home game at Beaver Stadium in 2021, the first, of course, Ball State a week earlier. When we talk about things that are new, Auburn, just like Penn State, has a lot of new things going on down there, and they're trying to get uh, brand-new coaching staff and the players up to speed before kickoff. Obviously a tough trip to State College and what we're expecting to be a packed Beaver Stadium. Is seven-and-a-half too high, too low, or just right? No, I, I, I think, you know, I think it might be a little bit too low, to be honest. I, I guess I just don't think Auburn's very good. Um, you know, if, if I'm betting this, I'm taking Penn State here. Uh, I, I, it's the whiteout, obviously, is, is 
you know, I, I guess it's a little bit difficult to quantify when you're talking about, about a point spread, but that's something that matters here. And, and again, I just think Penn State is, is a better football team than Auburn. Um, you know, Auburn just kicked off, or I don't know if they kicked them off, but one of their two-year starters at defensive tackle is no longer with the team. That's the news from last week. Um, and they weren't very good last year, you know? Um, right. Whereas, you know, you look at Penn State last year, they went four and five, but, you know, they, they outgained their opponents by over 100 yards per game on average. So, again, that's you're a little bit more optimistic about a team with that kind of statistic behind it bouncing back. Um, yeah, I just, I just think, I think Penn State's better than Auburn. I don't really think it's close to be honest that, you know, the Wisconsin game, if you asked me if I was going through and, and I'm actually making bets, you know, I don't think that's a bet that I would make. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that Wisconsin bet, but I, you know, if, if, if I were, you know, making bets, I, this is one that I would make, I would feel comfortable about this. Yeah, I'm the opposite. Of course, <laughs> I, I think it's right where it is. And I, I think when we get to, I but look, I, it was if Penn State loses to Wisconsin, this line drops down to six, five. We'll see where it goes. But I think Owen Papu's a heck of a linebacker. I think Bigsby is a heck of a back. And look, Auburn has talent, man. Follow recruiting rankings. They they have talent. They just didn't have cohesion last year. Now, of course, you know, we'll we'll see what we get from Bo Nix. I, I think he's Sean Clifford of the of the Big Ten, where he's an incredibly exciting player, just up and down at times. So I mean, right now this line seems dead on to what it's going to be. Uh, I think I think seven and a half is right, and it's hard for me to lean one way or the other with this one. Uh, but it, but if but if Penn State isn't able to beat Wisconsin, I see this line going the other way. So if you are if you do want to bet Auburn, I would I would bet it now. Uh, you know, and if if you like Penn State, I I would maybe just wait a little bit. But maybe who knows? Penn State will probably pull the upset in Wisconsin. I'll look stupid as I did in my picks last year. And, uh, you know, this line will jump to 10. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kind of follow the number here, I think, which is the direction you were going, Ryan. If it's six and a half, I think Penn State's the right side to be on from what we know right now as we talk about this before even a snap is taken in Mike Yurcich's offense. But if we see them win at Wisconsin, yeah, this is going to creep toward 10. Of course, Auburn and what it does to start the season is going to play a factor in this as well. But if Penn State uh, comes out and, and maybe has a close game at Wisconsin, but then has to fight a good bit to beat Ball State, then, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going under a touchdown. So I'm with you here. If you made me do it um, with it seven and a half, I'm probably taking the points for now. I think that, again, give mm-hmm. me the hook and on the touchdown with the road mm-hmm. game, and I would be willing to take Auburn in that spot. Move to six and a half, I'm going the other way. And if it's seven, mm-hmm. I'm not interested either way. So I, I think this is these are two programs that we still have to learn so much about and by week three we're going to have a really good feeling what that whiteout game is going to entail is it a chance for penn state to move to two and one is it a chance for penn state to move to uh three and oh or is something else you know have we had a start like last year and they're oh and two looking for their first one i don't see that being the case I've said it before, I'll say it again. Whenever the Ball State line comes out, I would be willing to back anything that's uh, less three touchdowns or less. I've, I've heard mm-hmm. enough about Ball State at this point, mm-hmm. which I know there's some disagreement on in this uh, in this group of uh, Blue White Illustrated. Uh, I played them a couple times last year. They they made me some money last year. I got to be honest. I'm, I'm I like Ball State, but I I, I agree. I mean, the 20, 20 plus, I, I would probably lean Penn State. 
So, uh, like we said, there's some other game lines out there. Obviously, Penn State expected to be favored at this point in time against Indiana at home, against Michigan at home, underdog at Ohio State on the road. None of this is a, a real great surprise. But, guys, when you look at the win total, and Penn State should be favored, I think, in probably at, at minimum seven to eight games this year, mm-hmm. which falls in line with the fact that their win total opened at eight and a half uh, across the board, has clicked up to nine in some spots. I, I did see a couple eight and a half still out there, and you're paying a little bit more to get under nine. Uh, Dave, uh, I guess we'll start with you, then go to Ryan. If you're looking at this win total right now, it really plays off of your season projection, right? So if you think Penn State's going to be 9-3, mm-hmm. and three, you're looking for that uh, over 8.5 somewhere out there, and you want to grab that. If you're thinking mm-hmm. something worse, you better find that 9 and lock it in. Yeah, um, definitely. And, and, you know, the one the, the places where we looked before we, we recorded this have, have 9, right, 9 even. Um, and that's something I'm t- comfortable taking the under on, to be honest. Um, you know, eight and a half. I, 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 I don't think I would make that bet. But nine. I mean, you look at you look at some of the road games that Penn State has to play this season, right? Uh, they have to go to Wisconsin. They have to go to Iowa. They have, they have to go to Ohio State. Um, and those, I think, as of right now, are the three games that they are underdogs in as of right mm-hmm. now. Um, so again, I, 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 it's tough for me to see them winning any of those games. You know, could they win one? Probably. Um, but again, then you're look, still looking at them winning every single game that you expect them to win in order for you to 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 lose your money. Right. If they if they. So I just think nine is safe. You know, I like I like the idea that I get the push there um, if they do win nine, because I think that they could. But I, I don't see them winning ten. Yeah, the real debate is just over under eight and a half. I think nine, if you get nine, you have to bet under. I don't think you can bet. I don't see Penn State winning 10 games this year. They, I, they, I don't see them beating Ohio State. Iowa romped them last year. Wisconsin's going to be hard. And look, I mean, Penn State's been known to have, uh, you know, one or two of those throwaway games where they don't come to play. Last year, Maryland, for example, they've had others in the past. So uh, DraftKings, for example, they have over under um, eight and a half and it's uh, over eight and a half at minus 125 I know we're mainly using FanDuel here but if you are going to play Penn State and the over this year I would I would get the DraftKings and, and hit it soon because a lot of these are going from eight and a half to nine so if it's nine I think you have to play under and I believe nine for the under is, is pretty kind of heavily juiced minus 130 to minus 145 range yeah um, and then, you know, the like you said, if, if you're going to play the over, then I know many Penn State fans here are watching this, so they're going to want to play the over. I would get to DraftKings and check it out. Right now the over is minus 125 at DraftKings. So, it look, this is an eight or nine win team, in my opinion, from what we saw last year, from what we know comes back. We're not going to see what we saw last year with a, with a 500 or so season. They will get to – they definitely will get the seven wins, eight, Eight is kind of what I'm predicting right now. I think eight and four. So I would, you know, I would lean on the under with nine, um, but but nine wouldn't surprise me either. So so it just depends on the book. You got to search around, and uh, you know, if you're into gambling, uh, like myself, uh, you know, ser- search your books and, and look around, and you can find eight and a half. But but I would hit it soon because we're we're seeing more eight and a half, we're seeing more nines now than eight and a half. Well, I think it's a good lesson if you like uh, unders uh, of a team. Mm-hmm. If you think that 
there's an eight and a half out there and you think there's no chance they're getting there or you know if it's a five and a half or i know we're gonna get the one later that ryan likes it is two and a half i think um and if you everyone everyone as the season gets closer right they the positivity is there it is absolutely there and the over money starts coming in because the, the fact that the new year and the new season is going to make everything better is a driving force for a lot of people. So I, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, to me, it is a question of eight and a half. Do you go over? Do you go under? I'm fine with going over there if the you know if I'm getting even money or minus one ten even is fine. Um, I, I but you you make good point. It's it's not an easy argument to make to go over eight and a half because you you're right. You have challenging road games. You have a tough home stretch. I mean, you have an SEC opponent that's not a walkover SEC opponent coming up in week three I mean you have a Ball State team that I don't think is going to be the challenge that a lot of people think it is for Penn State but at the same time it's a MAC contender it's not one of those MAC programs where you can just assume Penn State shows up rolls the ball out there and as long as the blue buses make it from the hotel to the south end zone gate they're going to win by 25 30 40 whatever so yeah it's a brutal schedule like I said I'm willing to take eight and a half at this point but I would not uh, would not uh, argue with anyone who thinks the under is a deadlock, especially at nine. And that's what makes it fun, right? We're going to find out one way or the other soon where exactly things stand. And what's funny is, is that whichever side of that bet you're on, I think you're going to have a pretty good feeling where you stand and where your bet's going to end up by the end of September. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely. Totally agree. Go ahead, Greg. Or go ahead, well, Dave. That's right. Yeah, the uh, it's the Blue White Illustrated Penn State football uh, and recruiting. And today, a gambling podcast. Ryan Snyder's with us. David Eckert. I'm Greg Pickle. Find us on YouTube, bluewhiteillustrated.com or uh, youtube.com rather, rather slash bluewhiteillustrated, and then bwi.rivals.com to find all the Penn State coverage and college football news you need throughout the day, throughout the week as the season uh, nears. Okay, so Ryan teased this part of the show a little bit earlier in the. Uh, in the recording, but when we look at the Big Ten odds, obviously Ohio State has long been a favorite in this conference, and that is the case again this year. I'm going to flash them up on the screen if you're watching us on YouTube. I'm going to read them off real quick. If you're not, uh, Ohio State is the minus 220 favorite. After that, Wisconsin 6 to 1, Penn State 9 to 1, Iowa 9 to 1, Indiana 20 to 1, Michigan 25 to 1. Everyone from there is 30 to 1 or more to win the Big Ten. Anyway, around Iowa, or I'm sorry, anyway, around Ohio State, guys, uh, I, to me, I'll just kick, start the bidding here. If you think Wisconsin is good enough to handle Penn State, I'm enticed by that six to one because I think that that is your big, if they beat Penn State, even if I guess they don't, that's still almost certainly your Big Ten West representative. Mm-hmm. And who knows what can happen over the course of a season. So if I'm looking for uh, a way to, to get involved with this, I think I would almost rather take the six to one on Wisconsin as opposed to going minus two twenty against with Ohio State. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you on that one. I mean, I don't. I'll put it this way: if I could parlay Ohio State with like Oklahoma to win the Big Twelve or something, I'd be interested in that. But yeah, at minus two twenty with an unproven quarterback situation and Ohio State secondary does have some issues. Um, you know, we watched them get torched, albeit against you know one of the best offenses we've ever seen the last time they were out. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, just for me, and I, I know you're similar, Greg, we're, we're always looking for 
uh, underdogs or, you know, higher, higher numbers than they should be. And six to one, that feels like it should be like more like four and a half to one to me. Cause you know, yeah. or at least I feel pretty confident that they will be in the, the big 10, uh, they'd be, they'll be the big 10 West representative. So that, that would be my pick there. Like I said, if I could, if I put it this way, if I was going to play Ohio state, I'd rather take Ohio state over 11 at plus one Oh five. And then, you know, cause I don't see Ohio state losing two games, you know, they could lose one and then you just push on the year. Um, so if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play that, I, I would take Ohio State over 11, just over the minus 220. Yeah, I'm gonna take a little bit of a different angle on it too. Um, you can get Wisconsin minus 125 to win the Big Ten West, which, you know, it's obviously it doesn't have the same you know upside as plus mm-hmm. 600 to win the conference, but I mean, it seems pretty comfortable to me. I don't know. Um, they get mm-hmm. they get Iowa at home. Um, so yeah, I, if if I'm making a bet, um, you know maybe on one of the the conference champions for the divisional champions, I think that's one of the ones that I like just because, again, I yeah. mean it, it to me they're they're pretty obviously that the best team in you know in the Big Ten West, and they play you know who we assume is going to be their their biggest competition for the Big Ten West title at home. Um, I really like that actually. Yeah, me too. I, I think that's caught my eye and ear. And if you hear the rattling of keystrokes while we're recording the rest of this, we we'll probably be trying to log into uh, FanDuel or DraftKings to place that before it goes away. But yeah, no, I think that's a good way to look at this. I mean, obviously, Ohio State, it also has questions to answer, but it also has so much talent that it's just expected that they will answer them year in and year out. Um, let's move on to the SEC. So obviously, Penn State faces an SEC opponent this year in Auburn. The conference, just like the Big Ten, I'm going to throw the odds up, has always run through Alabama of late. They are minus 160 to win the conference. Georgia plus 190. And then everyone else from there is double-digit odds. I'll just give you a couple. Texas A&M 12 to 1. Florida 18 to 1. LSU 25 to 1. Everyone from there is 30 to 1 or more, uh, including the fighting Will Levises, who check in at Kentucky, of course, <laughs> at 60 to 1. Auburn 50 to 1, just out of curiosity. Um... Dave, let's go to you first. Where do you stand in this SEC title race? Can anyone unseat Alabama? I know they have a lot of questions to answer. Bryce Young has made uh, apparently a million dollars in endorsement deals. Where do they go from here? <laughs> um, they go to the bank. But uh, I, I guess, you know, just generally, like, I'm kind of probably avoiding this um, if I'm, like, actually betting money. But if you're going to make me pick somebody, I'm going to pick Alabama, right? I don't, I don't, I don't think the upside. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't, I don't think the, the upside with Georgia there is big enough to get me to, to do it. I know Ryan, Ryan disagrees, but I just, you know, I, I know that Alabama's losing a lot. Um, they're going to be maybe a little bit more inexperienced than they usually are, but does that ever really matter for Alabama? You know, like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. So I, I, I'm, I'm probably avoiding it. Um, but, you know, for the sake of this podcast, I, I guess I'll, I'll pick Alabama. Um, I know Ryan has some strong feelings here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's – look, Alabama's Alabama. They Obviously, they reload all the time whatnot. They have a freshman quarterback this year who obviously is very good, and I expect him to be great, but there will be some bumps in the road. They lost eight players in the first 40 picks of the NFL draft. That's a lot of talent to lose. I'm sure there's others I'm not even aware of. I just I just I remember I think Barmore was like pick number thirty eight or so, somewhere in that some ballpark. Uh, of course, you know, Waddles, Sertan, uh 
Devin, Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, Alex Otherwood, Najee Harris, Landon Dickerson. I mean, there's so much talent there that they lost. And yes, I know they will reload, but Georgia brings back a lot. They added two awesome transfers in Tyke Smith and was it Darian Kendrick from Clemson, I believe, the cornerback. Right. Yeah. I believe that's who it was. Uh, I, I believe in JT Daniels. Look, plus 250 is one of the better one of the better numbers you'll find to win a conference for a team that talented. I know you guys both disagree with me on this one, but I'm not, you know, I'm always looking for plus numbers when I'm, when I'm playing futures and show me a better team uh, for any other conference at plus 250. Well, excuse me. And let me clarify one thing. They were plus 250 on, on Fox bet. I believe on, on, um, FanDuel, they're down to like minus one ninety now. Most most others are are you know two hundred. What is it? What did you, plus one ninety was. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus plus one ninety. So I, I just think that there's a lot of talent there. Yes, everybody's sick of Kirby Smart and you know having all that talent, but you know we've seen a lot of a lot of teams over the years struggle a little bit. I, I always look at Virginia and basketball. I know the NCAA tournament's a little bit different, but you know people were sick and tired of Virginia. They get upset, you know, and by by a 16 seed and then the next year they they go on and win it all. We see that happen at times. And I think just this year it sets up well for Georgia. They will be in the SEC Championship game. And look, play plus 250 and then you can hedge in the SEC Championship. That's why I like it. Uh, I have plus 650 on Georgia. I already bet them actually like in real life uh, to win the national championship. And I, I also like another team that we'll talk about to to win the national championship well at plus 700. But we'll get into it. I'm obviously I'm into Georgia this year. If you can't notice, I'm, I'm, I'm high on them. It comes through loud and clear, Ryan. Yeah, I, I actually lean toward Dave's side of this. I want nothing to do with the SEC at, at this point in time. Uh, like Dave said, if you make me make a pick, I'm going to take Alabama. I, I just have no real interest in getting involved in that SEC uh, situation right now with the numbers that are out there. The all points well taken, Ryan, on what Georgia brings back, who they brought in. Obviously, Alabama's brought in so much talent as well, yeah, and we'll see. But if I have to put my, uh, my apples in a cart, so to speak, I'm going to put them with Bryce Young and Bill O'Brien and Nick Saban, and that would be that. But... That's the fun. We'll Bill. find out. Yeah, fair oh. enough. All right. Uh, next up, Big 12. So, obviously, the Big 12 has spent a ton of time in the news this offseason, not because of what is going to happen on the football field this fall, but because of what's going to happen with conference realignment in the future with Oklahoma and Texas now. Now just years away from moving to the SEC, but they still have a couple more seasons to play there. I'm going to flash the odds up here again. Oklahoma minus 170. Iowa State plus 250, Oklahoma State plus 1,200, Texas plus 1,200, TCU also plus 1,200 there. Uh, Dave made the point earlier in the show that it seems like most of these conferences have one team that is a pretty hefty favorite and that there's not a whole lot of parity, so to speak, in these conferences, and that's true. I am not standing in the way of the Oklahoma freight train, so I'm not even going to take any time to even discuss the Big 12 other than to say that. Give me the Sooners. They are a college football playoff team. They are really good. Minus 170 is a gift, and I think we see them uh, maybe playing Georgia. And if they, cannot, if they can find a way to not match up in the semifinal, if you think they're going to mm -hmm. make it to the, the college football playoff, Ryan, then maybe this is the finals matchup if Alabama or Ohio State or Clemson uh, doesn't find their way in because – I just think this team is really good. Let me take this one. I just was talking about another team at plus 700. That's the Oklahoma is the team I played 
to win the national championship at plus 700. Obviously, you know, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, those odds just aren't good enough for me to, to play them. So I'm, I'm very high on Oklahoma, too. I like Spencer Rattler. I think uh, they're going to get a lot of uh, blowback, I guess, is the tame way to say it, when they, when they go on the road this year. But I, I think they'll have a chip on their shoulder. I can see them losing a game uh, in conference play, but you know they'll get to – the, you know Dallas, I believe, is where they play it. You know they'll be there. I expect them to win, and they get Iowa State at home, and that's 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 the big thing there. So I like Iowa State a lot, but I do kind of feel like at some point Iowa State's got to take a step back. Although it probably won't be this year; they're they're pretty loaded. But yeah, give me uh, Oklahoma minus one seventy. Give me Oklahoma plus seven hundred to win the national championship. And look, when I'm betting these futures, I'm just trying to get teams in the playoffs so I can hedge. So that's kind of my whole mindset behind that. Dave, yeah. No disagreement. Um, again, Oklahoma pretty clearly to me the best team here helps that they get you know what what I and a lot of other people would consider to be their biggest contender at home in I- Iowa State, as Ryan pointed out. So yeah, yeah, I'm rolling I do like how Iowa State they they win in different ways. It's not just like spreading it out. You know they and I think the teams do struggle to kind of. Uh, switch it up you know they're used to just the, the spread all the time and whatnot and I do like how Iowa State kind of they they're a little different with their offense uh, but Oklahoma I think they have a pretty their defense is getting better they're not you know on, on the level of some of the SEC schools but I do see improvement from their defense now um, I think they'll the defense will be fine in the Big 12 it's when they get to uh, postseason play where they usually get exposed but go Sooners Let's move on to the ACC, another conference I don't think we're going to have to spend a terrible amount of time discussing. Clemson is the prohibitive uh, one-to-nine favorite. After that, I mean, I, I just don't even know where you go here. I flash the odds up. North Carolina 10-to-1, Miami 10-to-1. I, I would need probably 25-to-1 on both of those teams to even consider making a bet. Louisville and Boston <laughs> College 30-to-1. I Again, probably more like 60 or 71 to get involved. Um NC State, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, fifty to one. Pitt, sixty to one. Florida State, sixty to one. Everybody else is over a hundred to one. I mean, uh, either uh, you know, find uh, you know, take your season long uh, budget and just put it on Clemson and move on and don't watch anything but Clemson and Penn State games, or just avoid this. I just don't don't see any good reason to get involved and back any of these teams here, guys. Either one of you find something that you're, you're interested in. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, sure. Um, no, uh, <laughs> at least not in the. Uh, but you know, I, I guess one thing that I might think about um, is you can get North Carolina to plus one twenty-five to win the coastal, um, when and they get Miami at home. So you know, I, I, I'm not in a rush to make that bet, but I, you know, that's something that might interest me. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not laying, you know, minus 900 on Clemson to win the conference, and I'm not interested in just handing my money to the sports books uh, by betting somebody else. So, look at you with these division bets, man. I like it. I didn't even look at division bets. That that was a that's I like that bet actually a lot. Um, uh, you know, Miami should be a little better this year, but that's that's a good play. Uh, my only thing that grabs me in the in the ACC is Clemson under 11 and a half. I've talked about Georgia. I like Georgia a lot. I think they will beat them in their neutral conference game, um, which is, I believe is a neutral conference, neutral site game, excuse me, uh, which is I believe is in, in Charlotte this year. But uh, that's the only thing that stands out to me. I, I can't – I think North Carolina is nine and a half. I could – 
it's tough for me to play that. Um, I'm sure I kind of like Boston College a little bit, um, but they always end up on seven, and I think like that's pretty much what they're over under is a bit. So uh, right. not not much in the ACC that grabs me. Uh, I, I, if I had to play something, it would be uh, Clemson under eleven and a half. All right, we got one more Power Five conference uh, title chase to discuss. That is the Pac-12. And you look at the Pac-12, it is the one conference where the favorite to win it is not uh, not a favorite in the betting pool, so to speak. Uh, you're getting two and a half to one with the team that leads the way. That's Oregon, Washington State, three and a half to one, Arizona State. Still listed at four to one. I have a hard time believing there's a whole lot of people lining up to back that mess at this point. USC, four to one, Utah, six to one. Uh, Utah, or I'm sorry, UCLA then is 12 to 1, and everybody else after that is over 40 to 1 and has really probably no shot of winning this conference. So, where are you guys at at this point? I find it a fascinating odds board with no real great lean on it. Uh, I know Joe Moorhead's at Oregon, and a lot of Penn State folks will root for them because of that. Dave, we'll start with you. Where did you land in the Pac 12? Are you playing a division, or are you making uh, a season long conference win bet, or are you ignoring it altogether? Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm not in a rush either here, but I, I wouldn't overthink it. I would just take Oregon. Um, I think they're pretty, pretty clearly, you know, the, the most talented of the options. Um, and you're getting plenty of value. So, you know, it's I, like I said, I'm not crazy about it. I don't think it's the best bet on the board by any means, but if you're asking me to take one, that's, that's what I would take. I know Ryan. Likes yeah. It. I, I love Oregon, not over nine this year. I've already played that myself look i they play at ohio state and i think they can lose that game and still go over nine i don't see them losing three games in pac-12 play put it this way so i i feel like that's i think it's kind of similar to penn state where i feel like the max for penn state is nine and three so that's you know if you had over under nine you you would obviously with penn state i think you would play the under just because i i don't see them winning 10 and with oregon i i feel like they can't lose four games total so I, I feel like that's a that's a push or a win in my eyes of course now i'm on youtube running my mouth i'm sure they'll win seven games this year but to me i like oregon over nine and then also i, I kind of like ucla over seven ucla i believe they lost four games last year by a combined total of like 15 16 17 points they were in a lot of games dorian thompson robinson will be back i think he's a good quarterback and chip kelly has them moving in the right direction so that's another you know, I think UCLA can get to eight, uh, but I don't see them going six and six when you, when you look at their schedule this year. So that's another one where I feel like it's a it's a push or a win uh, when you yeah. look at it today. To me, I, I a couple of thoughts here. Utah host Arizona State, UCLA, and Oregon. So to me, I think win total for them, which is like eight at this point, eight and a half. Mm-hmm. I would probably not take an eight and a half. I would be very interested in an eight at this moment in time. I think that that's a team that – is a little bit better than what it's going to get credit for. And I think it with all those games at home, uh, that is something that really jumps out to me. And then Washington State, which as we talk here, I think is at six. I mean, they go to Utah, Arizona State, Oregon, and Washington. That's probably four losses right there Mm -hmm. uh, when you just count those four road games. So, um, you know, they play Oregon State, which is probably a coin flip. I think they have BYU, but that's one that has my eye right now. Got to do a little bit more work on that. In the division – Utah six to one catches my eye a little bit. I think that they're better. Like I said, they're better than what they're going to get credit for. But um, I think I'd rather just play the win total over eight and not worry about them having to beat Oregon, who does look to be head and shoulders above everybody else. 
I feel like that Pac-12 South, man, could just go so many different ways this year. So just something to keep an eye on. Just this one of my thoughts when I was looking at it last night. I mean, between USC, Utah, Arizona State, and UCLA, I feel like literally any of those four schools could could win that division this year. So, And I will say Utah is the one team. They play Oregon late in the year, and I have that Oregon over nine. I'm just that, – that game could be an interesting one, you know, if, they, if Oregon loses to Ohio State and then they uh, – you know, they trip up against like UCLA or Washington. Uh, that that Utah game in Salt Lake is going to be one I'll probably be watching closely. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, while we're previewing the 2021 college football season, the Penn State football season is getting closer, and the Blue White Illustrated preseason magazine is on newsstands now. It's 106 pages, full-color, comprehensive guide to the upcoming season with exclusive interviews, features, opinions, and analysis. Comanpub.com slash BWI-preview to order your copy today. If you want to call customer service, 814 234 1177. Guys, we have a few minutes left here to dive into both the Heisman race and some win totals that we like. Let's start with the Heisman. Obviously, every year this odds board, odds board rather, kind of goes a little bit crazy after the first week of the season. But if you feel good about a breakout pick and you can get in on the ground floor, you could be uh, very handsomely paid by the end of the year. So I just put it up there on the screen. Oklahoma Spencer Radler, 8-1, to one, the current favorite. There's a lot of quarterbacks on this list, of course. There's a lot of guys who most fans are familiar with, a couple who might be uh, someone that could jump out down the road during the season. Sean Clifford's listed at 50-1 to one to win the Heisman. I think that's a tiny bit low. But, hey, if he thrives in Mike Yurcich's offense and Penn State goes into October – at 4 0 uh, with Indiana at, at, on deck, you know, that's going to be lower than 50 to 1. And do I think he's going to win the Heisman? No, of course not. But uh, you never, it's the crazy world of college football. I think 50 to 1 is light right now, but it will not be that if they, so if you are bullish on them beating Wisconsin at Wisconsin and beating Auburn at home while also handling Ball State and uh, Villanova, then I, I think you might want to give that some consideration. Uh, and so we'll see. Like I said, I, I I wouldn't be. But if you think that that's the case, maybe something to think about. Dave, starting with you, anyone jump off this board to you as a must-back for the Heisman before the season even starts? Um, To be honest, I, I, this isn't, again, this isn't the type of bet that I would usually make. But I, I think a plus 800 for Spencer, Spencer Rattler is like a little bit, low um i'm actually looking at a different sports book right now that has him at plus 550 so you know maybe if you're a fan duel regular or someone who is interested in that um that might be something that you would take um again i think maybe a guy like sam howell is another guy that i might be interested in um but yeah i I think i'm probably not going to overthink it um spencer rattler is is because you know you look at oklahoma's offense right and you know, even if he's not, you know, as good as some of the other quarterbacks, the numbers are going to tell you that he's better than some of the other quarterbacks just because right. of how that offense usually operates. Um, so, yeah, that's the favorite is my I, is my favorite pick there for sure. Uh, JT Daniels, right? I'm on the Georgia train, right? I got to I got to mention him. Uh, he wouldn't be my first pick, though. I I would actually kind of lean more towards Sam Howe. I think if Sam Howe can somehow upset Clemson, uh, he he'll be in a pretty good spot there. They they should win at least. Uh, I, I can't. I was talking earlier how it'd be hard for them to win 10, 11 games, but if they can upset Clemson, that's that's how you do it. 
Uh, aside from that, yeah, Spencer Rattler. I mean, I like I like Derek King a little bit as a player, but I just I don't I don't see uh, him taking them that far. Um, yeah, probably just JT Daniels. Maybe I don't know. Probably Sam Howe. That'd probably be the only one for me. Maybe Spencer Rattler. And then at plus 800, Dave, that's actually not a bad number. Like you said, you, uh, they, there are lower ones out there. So I, I'll go with Sam Howe. You know, it's a really interesting conversation because I, I think he makes sense. I think not overthinking things on the Spencer Rattler front certainly makes a lot of sense. But the other thought I have here, and I'll put these odds up one more time, is – if you think that C.J. Stroud's going to win the Ohio State quarterback competition, and you think that Ohio State is going to the playoffs, sixteen to one on the starting quarterback for the Buckeyes mm-hmm. is not a bad price to be holding. So, I know that they haven't figured out the quarterback situation there yet, and I know that not no one has jumped out at um, the coaches yet, according to what Ryan Day has been telling reporters as it relates to separating himself for the job. So. If C.J. Stroud's not the starting quarterback, obviously you can burn that ticket up and the money that you uh, use to, to get it. So uh, just something to consider, though. I'm going to keep be keeping an eye on that race. I probably will have an Ohio State uh, ticket on whoever the starting quarterback is for the Heisman just because, again, when you look at their schedule, when you look at what they can do in the Big Ten, there's a pretty darn good chance that that, uh, that quarterback is going to have a shot at the Big Ten title game and probably the college football playoff. And I know that that's not necessarily the end-all, be-all when it comes to being in the Heisman race, but it's certainly a part of the conversation because if you're winning enough to get to that point, you're probably putting up a lot of points. Obviously, uh, Chris Olave and, and that receiving group is very good. Ryan Day knows how to mentor quarterbacks. So I guess that's more of my thought right now as I flash those odds up one more time is I'm interested to see who wins that job. I like it, you know, um, I look at the rest of this board. I, you know, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the quarterback from Clemson, but 11 to 1 on him. (laughs) There you go. Thank you. Um, 11 to 1 on him. Not bad odds, of course, but not interesting enough to me that the Ohio State quarterback and, and 16 to 1, whether it's Stroud or a little bit more on somebody else, I think is where. My head's at on the Heisman race entering, uh, you know, the tail end of the preseason here. We're getting closer and closer to kickoff with each passing day. So that's where I'm at now. All right, let's wrap it up here. The Blue White Illustrated uh, Penn State football and recruiting show and college football gambling show today. Uh, We're talking all the conferences, the Power Five, where Penn State's win totals end up, where Penn State's wins and covers end up. And let's close it down with win totals that we like. You know where we stand on Penn State at this point. Ryan, I'll go to you first because I know you have some strong opinions here. Any win totals jumping yeah. off the board at you that you feel the need to have a piece of right now? Yeah, I kind of hit on a couple of them throughout uh, the podcast, obviously. Oregon over nine, UCLA over seven I like. If I had to play something in the SEC, it'd be Clemson under 11 and a half. But uh, Oregon over nine is the one I'm, I feel pretty good about. UCLA over seven feel pretty good about. Ohio State over 11 is kind of the other one that I, I like. I don't see Ohio State losing two games. Uh, they haven't lost two games in the regular season for like a decade now. And I know they have a quarterback situation to figure out. But, uh, you know, I feel like that's a that's a push or a win. Uh, so if you can get it at 11 and not 11 and a half. And right now it's over 11 at plus 105 too, which is a decent number. So I, I feel like that's a, another push or win. I uh, – this will – I've probably annoyed Penn State fans enough picking uh, the under nine and maybe Wisconsin earlier, but I kind of like Maryland over five and a half too. 
I, I think the Terps can beat West Virginia. I, I think West Virginia's a little overrated right now when I when I see some of these numbers. They have Howard and Kent State. Those should be wins. If you can win those three games, you know, tell me they can't win four out of uh, or you know three three out of excuse me two more out of Rutgers, Michigan State, and Minnesota. And you know, there's usually you know they pushed Ohio State the other year. They beat Penn State last year. There's usually one or two you know where they're where they're a double digit uh, underdog and and they they give a team a rush. So I like Maryland there. Um, yeah, I think that pretty hits pretty much hits on it. Oh, actually, I do like Toledo too in the MAC. Uh, I got that from a, a buddy of mine. We'll we'll see what happens. I I text that to David late night the other night, um, and then maybe you know what UConn over two and a half with some something a friend mentioned to me too. They have Holy Cross, Yale, and UMass on their schedule this year. Three three teams that I think they could beat. But UConn just I wouldn't play it. But it was just a, was a funny thing that one of my buddies texted me the other day. So two and a half for UConn, maybe the over there. Dave. It sounds like a college hockey schedule there for UConn. But, um, <laughs> uh, one one that I like is uh, you can get uh, Tulane over five and a half. Um, you know that's that's a team that um, ESPN's FPI rates as the third best team in the American heading into the year. Um, and the the reason that it's at five and a half is is because they've got two power conference teams on their non-conference schedule notably oklahoma who they will not be beating but uh you know I, it's it's tough for me not to see them picking up you know five wins in the in the american i think that's a good team um you know another one um is you can get uh, minnesota under seven um i think mm-hmm. they've got a pretty a pretty tough schedule um, they've got to play Ohio State week one. They have to go, um, you know, they play a Pac-12 opponent on the road, I believe, in Colorado. Um, so, you know, not a – and, again, you, they've got to play Maryland, who we expect to be, you know, pretty decent in another one of their, their crossover games. So, I don't, I, don't, I don't love Minnesota this year. I think that's a, that's a decent play. I know they've got a experienced quarterback, but, I, you know, they – Difficult schedule, probably not a great team. So that's another one that I like. I like it. All right. I have one that I think is um, a little bit off the beaten path, but Cincinnati over 10. Uh, They will have to beat either Indiana or Notre Dame and then sweep the conference schedule, which I expect that they will sweep the conference schedule. But they're going to have to beat one of Indiana or Notre Dame to uh, get there because I don't remember who the – you know, they have a couple of walkovers um, that should not be an issue. But they have to win one of those games. I think Luke Fickle's a really good coach. I think that that is my favorite win total. There's some other ones out there that have my eye, but I want to wait and see how things kind of play out. That's the one that jumps out to me as one that you can feel pretty comfortable with going into the season. Guys, anything else? Any final thoughts? We have a lot more to talk to, of course, talk about, of course, both on this front. We're going to do uh, some more discussions about all of this as the weeks unfold, and then once the season begins, we'll be all over it. But Ryan, final word as Penn State continues to march towards summer, uh, the end of summer camp and the start of the 2021 season, as do the rest of the teams we've talked about here today. Yeah, uh, don't be mad at me, Penn State fans, for picking under nine. <laughs> That's or, or Wisconsin plus four and a half. Uh, now, one thing I'll just say is that this is something I want to do this season. I hope uh, people are interested in it. All three of us enjoy following spreads and whatnot. I'm 
I'm I'm the degenerate. I'll I'll admit it. I like I like betting baseball and and betting football and whatnot. So I can't speak for you guys, but I enjoy this stuff a lot. I hope people are interested in it, and I, I'd like to talk about it a good bit throughout the season. So uh, let us know if you guys are interested in this, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I think, I think this yep. is going to be fun. Um, sorry, Greg. Uh, yeah, you know, um, like you guys, I'm, I'm definitely into this kind of stuff. Um, I spend most of my time with European soccer, actually. Um, so college football is a little bit of a new thing for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, I think this will be fun. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, he's Ryan Snyder. That was David Eckert. I'm Greg Pickle. And you have been listening to the latest edition of the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Football Recruiting and a college football gambling show. We'll be back next week with more. Check us out, bwi.rivals.com. And on YouTube, you can find us at youtube.com slash blue-white-illustrated. We'll catch you next time.